It's been quite a while. A really long time. Yeah. Quite a while since you guys have heard our wonderful voices. Melodic voices. Melodic, low-toned voices. Yours. Yeah, mine. Uh, so we are back once again. Uh, Daryl is here and Rachel is there. I'm over here. She's over there. Uh, we had a couple things we wanted to touch on for this very special podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today uh, is Sunday. Yes, it is. April 17th. Right. Which uh, is significant. In our lives, at least, in and our hopefully lives, many of yours, uh, because tomorrow is tax day, and tax day is very important. Yeah, you know, death taxes, yada yada yada. Government stuff. Government. Uh, actually, it's important because yesterday was the annual April installment of Record Store Day. So today is Record Store Day Hangover Day. Record Store Day Hangover Day. Hangover Day for those who were completely enthralled right. with the list this year. You, you had. Much more interest than I did. I did much better than I thought it was going to, yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, we went and spent uh, a, a few minutes uh, at uh, Audio Occult right. in Beacon, New York. Awesome. Awesome place. Yep. We were we got there, what, an hour before they opened? Yep. There was nobody there. It was just us. And, you know, by the time he opened the door at 9 o'clock, there were 25 people there. I would say 20, 25, yeah. About that. Uh, walked right in. You got all the garbage you wanted. Yep, all of my crap that I listened to. Yep. Yep. I walked in and got the one thing that I wanted, which is the uh, Deftones B-Sides and Rarities mm-hmm. LP set. Uh, and we were on our way. And walked right back out the door five minutes later, yep, I would 9.05. say. 9.05. It, yeah. it was a great experience for, for Record Store Day. And uh, I, I think that Record Store Day, and this is strictly my opinion, I don't know how you feel about this, but... I mentioned this yesterday while we were, you know, traveling around doing this. Is that it's become a little bit of a, a problem because, based on the lists as the years have gone by, the last three years I think are our three record yeah. store days. I've I've noticed the list getting less and less exciting. I agree, and not just from the standpoint of well, there's not enough metal for me to buy, uh, just in general, and it is it's supposed to be a celebration of the independent record store. And uh, the independent record store patron. Right. And I don't know that it's really about that anymore. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. And, you know, I think I'm going to write a little bit about this that this week. But uh, when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel and your releases are now just, you know, here's another seven inch of a single you already own. Right. If, or here's the second re-release of the same album you already own. Right. Or here's an album and we're going to actually release it next week in a wide release but this one has a paper bag on it uh-huh. uh stuff like that is is kind of getting away from from the the fun of it because now it's as much about people going out trying to buy records to immediately flip them online right as it is about people trying to get stuff for themselves uh, i have never sold a record that i've bought on record store day or otherwise even the ones that are worth any money because i buy them for me right uh, and I think I mentioned to you yesterday, Rachel, that uh, what the article said that 50% of people who buy vinyl never listen to them. Right. And that's crazy. Or or they listen to less than 50% of what they buy. Right. And I think that's crazy because yeah. if you're buying it, like I understand the collector's aspect of it, but, you know, uh, the guy at Audio Cult, Sean, you know, kind of said that he had people come in who, you know, a couple of people who were absolutely looking to buy stuff and flip it. Right. And that's, you know, just kind of taking away from the fun of, of the record store day event. I think it's all becoming too focused on how much money can I make off of this, whether it be a label or a flipper or... Or the stores in general. Right. 
you know, I, I don't know that everyone necessarily really understands that there are a lot of rules in play with Record Store Day. Having watched uh, the sausage get made, <laughs> as it were, uh, the amount of rules that are in place and pricing is is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And you will find stores that will sell stuff at 5 or $6 more than other stores because they know that they're allowed to market up X percent above a list price. And once they mark, you know, if they can get that much, uh, the brand new album that came out last year. Right. That was the first time it had been on vinyl ever. Mm-mm. Or I don't know. I don't remember. But it came in a brown paper bag. Right. And despite the fact that people knew that it was going to be widely released. Two weeks later. Two weeks later. Yep. Uh, they were spending $50. I think it was 40 And the re-release was 30 Right, and the difference was the special one had a brown paper bag. And some stickers. And some stickers. Yep. Uh, and people were buying them, and a lot of people were not buying them to keep them. They were buying them and selling them, and I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, the day after, uh, you could find them on sites like Discogs or eBay in the $500 range. Um, of course, absolutely. That's not what this is supposed to be about. Right. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, the grumpy old man in this case because, you know, I do enjoy the idea and I, I enjoy what some of the people are doing to, you know, make it an, an event and whatever. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's all business decisions from the labels, from the stores. And I, I think that that is very quickly going to change the landscape of Record Store Day. Maybe you and I just have a different perspective on this because we've been on both sides. We've been in the line and we've been behind the counter. Right. You're probably right. And I I think that, again, it's just like buying records in general. I think if people knew, well, the store spent $15 to get this record. Mm -hmm. They're charging me $30. Why is that the case? Right. I I think that there, there are mechanics in place that people don't really consider. You know, if you order an album direct from a band or a label, there is a chance you're going to get it, you know, significantly cheaper than you would if you went to a store, the difference being shipping. But Right, right. But I've, you know, in the last year, I'd say, uh, dealing with some of the labels, uh, metal labels are great season of mist. Everything I've ordered from them on vinyl gets there a week before release date. It's always immaculately packed, and their shipping is reasonable. They're charging you basically the bare minimum postal service media mail price. Yeah. So, you know, for the one that comes to mind, the Lion's Daughter album came out earlier this year. I think it was, I want to say I spent total with shipping and everything, like $23. Yeah. Uh, in a store that I saw, it was twenty nine ninety nine. Wow. And I was going to say 23 for a, a record is pretty great these right. days. So, I don't know. Things are changing. And uh, if I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Black Friday Record Store Day last year, was the first record store day where the sales figures went down. Right. And that can speak to the list, you mm-hmm. know, what was coming out. That can speak to the price points. We heard uh, the owner of Audio Occult discussing with another customer uh, that there's no way, you know, record X should be $40. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the store's fault in his case because he's usually going by the list price. But if... A record company thinks that, I don't know, ABBA's greatest hits on vinyl needs to be $40, then there there seems to be a disconnect between label and purchaser. Right. And that can be uh, problematic as well. Well, so. I think that Audio Occult kind of needs a plug because he seems to be a guy who's still doing it right and for the right reasons. And right. And he, he Record Store Day was basically his one-year anniversary. And right. you know, something we've noted is that his prices are beyond reasonable. Oh, yeah. 
and he can get whatever you want and there's no there's no fighting about it. It's just like, hey, can you get this record for me? Sure. Yep. And he's always very appreciative. Right. So, you know, it's, but that's supposed to be, again, that's what Record Store Day is about is celebrating the independent retailer, except when the independent retailers cease to feel independent and feel like they are. They following uh, along with whatever the labels and corporate companies and, you know, yada, yada. Or they think they're bigger than the event. Right. Right. And there definitely have been, I mean, we saw, you know, plowing through Instagram and Facebook and whatever you see stores posting their, their turnout and their lists. And, you know, I think, I don't know. I just think it's, it's getting to a point where they need to rein things back in. Yeah. Either get rid of black Friday and just do one big record store day event or I don't know. Well, like we said this morning, the amount of leftovers that we're seeing on Instagram either means people are over ordering just to say they have 10 copies left over or the amount of people coming out is just not, supporting it anymore true and i guess you know we'll see when the the final sales numbers come out for this one if it's continuing the trend that black friday started or if it's kind of corrected things but i i mean looking at the list and again regardless of what i was interested in i didn't see that one major thing right that one title that was like wow i hope you know that store got 50 of those because they're gonna sell out yeah i just didn't see that this year um but whatever i guess we'll see yeah Black Friday will come around and they'll, you know, stick out a bunch of other stuff. Oh, it was greatest hits. Yep, I was greatest hits for fifty five dollars. Yep, and uh, then and you'll be in line for it. I anyway, be, I will be at the front of the line for that. Uh, but anyway, so record store day two thousand sixteen in the books. Yep, and uh, we'll see what happens. And tax day tomorrow. Tax day tomorrow. We won't get into that. <laughs> um, so anyway, it has been a while since we've had a an opportunity to speak months months like six or seven yeah months. easily it's been a while uh and it's it's nobody's fault but our own yeah it's our fault life it's, i mean specifically it's your fault uh, yeah okay i get it yeah. yeah yeah um but anyway now that i've you know slapped the microphone in her hand and she's all like oh i don't want to talk oh whatever <laughs> drag um, me up into the office <laughs> something else to to note uh is that we recently Cross the 1,000 like mark on Facebook. And I think I might be a little bit more excited than you. I think this is a huge deal. Well, see, here's the thing. Is that when we started the site, which is now five years ago, mm-hmm. it was actually five years ago last month. Okay. Um, we were posting one review a day, Monday through Friday, and a podcast on Sunday. We were not using social media in any way that made sense. Yeah. Because in our head, I think we thought, well, we'll just post this stuff and people will find it. And that's not really how the internet works necessarily. Not quite, no. Uh, so since the site has been redesigned and remodeled and, you know, adding news briefs and whatever else, uh, I think we're more effectively using social media. I agree. Uh, posting more, tagging people, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, you know, obviously that's resulted in a, a spike in in likes, in Twitter followers, and retweets and all that yeah. other stuff. But something I want to stress is that I'm I'm proud of this number, and yes, it took five years to get there, and in a way that's kind of sad, but I'm proud of the number because we never, I've never hoard, hoard our, hoard our site out oh on, on social media, uh-huh. and I don't think I've ever, you know, begged for likes and whatever else, because, you know, if you like it, you do. If you don't, you don't. I mean, what's the difference, really? And screw you if you don't. And screw you if you don't. Uh, for me, that number is more about you know, the idea that we've at least connected with people yeah. over the course of the last five years. Uh, and considering that over the five years, there were two 
breaks of a couple months where nothing was happening. Right. You know, we, we lost some momentum, but all things considered, it's a it's a happy a happy milestone. I think so. It's a happy occasion. Right. And uh so yeah. So thank you to everyone who liked the page and for whatever reason you did. Right. I can't even imagine why you would at this point. Because we're awesome yeah. and they're awesome and everybody yeah. is awesome. Yes. Everybody's awesome. Everything yeah. is awesome. Right. Like that Lego movie. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Uh so anyway, other than that, uh, there's been a lot going on on the site in the last couple of months. Yeah. And, you know, we do our best to constantly improve things. So you've noticed over the last couple of months, if you've looked at the site, which if you're listening to this, I would like to assume you've at least looked at the site a couple times. I, I hope so, yeah. Uh, we've changed the layout of the site, the way things look, the way the links work. Right. We've tried to streamline and make the site easier to read, easier to keep up with. I think our main goal was less bloggy, more real website. And I think right. we're, we're still improving and still getting there. Right. And the fact of the matter is, if you check the site five days a week, which I hope you do, because you know, there's 20 news stories every day that yeah. I post, plus reviews and everything, uh, I, you'll probably notice small differences over the course of the week because there will be a lot of fine-tuning and stuff that, that happens. Yeah. And it's, it's going to continue happening until we're 100% happy with the way things look. But, you know, so bear with us in that regard. But we're if, getting there, guys. And if the fact is, if you see something that you think needs to be changed, something that can be improved, never hesitate. There's a little form in the contact section. You can send that in. You can let us know, hey, this looks like shit. <laughs> and we try to fix it. Or if something doesn't work, if there's a broken link, because we've had some, we had somebody before tell us that there was a broken link and it ended up affecting a bunch of pages. So. Right. We had a, it was a problem with the way that our uh, host generates links as we post things and it adds its HTTPS. Right, right. And that created a security problem where it was saying the site was unsecured because basically we were trying to link to not the real site. To the editing right. part, portion. So, you know, thanks to a couple tips on that, uh, we got that corrected. And we got it corrected in time for what I have to say is one of our proudest moments. We did the album premiere uh, for Morito Ergo Sum. So cool. Uh, we were really excited to do that. And, you know, obviously I want to thank them for allowing us to, to do that. And uh, we accompanied that with a review and we did the interview with uh, with Paolo. And that was really awesome. That was one of the best interviews we've ever done. Yeah. I, I really like the artists who are really honest, even when it's unflattering. Mm-hmm. You know, he was saying, you know, all the hardships they went through just trying to get the album done and trying to get the album pressed and everything, you know, that, that caused the delay. And I, I think that's admirable when they can really say, hey, we struggled. Absolutely. And a lot of times I think a lot of artists just want to put the positive spin on like, no, no, it was it was good. We uh, we uh, we soldiered yeah. on through it. But it's not always about that. Sometimes the struggle is half of the the uh, experience. <laughs> And I think it gives the listener even more of an appreciation for what's going on when they know how hard it was to get it out and get it to them. Absolutely. And I I think that if I was, you know, as a listener of music, if I had that backstory on every album, I think I would uh, appreciate some albums even more than I do. Right. I, I don't know if, I know you know, uh, there's books called 33 and a Third, mm-hmm. which are like detailed accounts of, uh, you know, an album's recording, writing process and everything. And it really gives you a, a behind the scenes look at a lot of what went into making the album. And obviously there isn't going to be one of those for every album that comes out, but they're very informative. And I think it allows people not in the inner circle, not dealing with the band directly to appreciate what they're doing and everything that went into it. Yeah. So... 
uh, you know, big thanks to them for for letting us do that. Um, we've done a couple interviews actually recently. Thank God, getting yep. back on that train. Yep, and that uh, that train is completely my fault because I was having a hard time making the uh, one of the things when we started doing interviews, we were very excited to do them. Mm-hmm. You know, five years ago, even the bands that flaked out on us which there were two <laughs> and we made, we named them a couple times those years ago. Like, Oh, well they're never going to get back to us oh, and boy. it's fine, but it's completely my fault that we haven't had interviews. I didn't want them all to be the same. Right. And when we were doing them before it was basically, here's the same 10 questions and we were just asking different bands and that, I mean, it can be informative, but it gets a little boring. Stale. Right. So I've tried to stay away from that and in doing so it limits the amount of interviews we can do because you know, it takes work to do them. Right. Uh, but we had just did an interview with uh, with Rain, the lead singer of Midnight Eternal, who are semi-local. Uh, they're from New York City, and we are north of there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was really cool. We got to do that like in one one sit down back and forth. Uh, so that was really awesome, and obviously thanks to her. Yeah. Um, and you know Paolo, and we have you know there's more coming too. Yeah. Uh, we are currently setting up an interview with Romanian symphonic metal band kratos and we're also going to be doing a track premiere from them so that's exciting too Uh, that'll be on the 27th yeah uh, the track premiere which is going to be really awesome the album is great so i'm really excited that we get to be a part of that mark your calendars april 27th april 27th i'll set it up so it'll be local time for them Mm -hmm. in romania i don't know what the time difference is six seven hours sure I'm not a, I'm not a, no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, so I mean, there's lots of more stuff coming. We're, I'm working on an interview with the band The Autist. Not, oh. not artist, said funny, but The Autist. Autist. Yes. Uh, they are a band from Portugal and Russia. Okay. So, I believe. Uh, they have a new video out that I posted on the site, so I'm going to do a little Q&A with them. Cool. But, uh, yeah, it's all about just giving you guys stuff to read. Yep. So, so yeah. But uh, a lot of great reviews have gone up. This, mm-hmm. year, this is the part of the year that gets really overwhelming because we're now, you know, middle of April. Right. And uh, the new Isan album came out this week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, new Cult of Luna came out, their new album with Julie Christmas. That just came out. Uh, Haken comes out in less than two weeks yeah. now, which it rhymes be- with bacon. Haken rhymes with bacon. Haken rhymes with bacon. Uh, Catatonia next month. Yes. Um, I mean, the amount of albums coming out is now... Well, you're coming off of that winter hiatus where everybody kind of takes a break. Right. A lot of stuff, you know, there's a lot of like smaller things that come out in that period, but you don't get the major ones, but... yeah. There's just so much coming out now, and it's it gets to be like, I don't even know how I'm going to keep up. It's your favorite time of the year. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is that the Isan album is awesome. My review of that went up, and that was uh, that was about as perfect an album as you can make. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me right now what's my favorite album for the first f- four months of the year, that's probably number one. Yeah. Probably. Maybe. I'm not sure. Because there are so many other awesome albums, and it's really hard to stack them next to each other. Right. Uh, and then if you ask me again in a month after Catatonia's come out and yeah. Haken's come out, that's probably going to change. Mm-hmm. It's it's impossible. It's just impossible. This is when your top ten starts to get muddled already. Yeah, my top ten has been my top ten was muddled in February <laughs> because every time a new album comes out, it's just it's sometimes 
amazing how good some of these albums can be. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm trying to keep up on reviews as well, and that's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. You can do it. I have faith in you. If I got out one a week, I think I'd be... Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd, I'd probably deal with that. I think that sounds good with everything else we got going on, you know? Yeah. You know, you got some <laughs> stuff going on, you know? Uh, which, if anybody who's listening to this, if you'd like to write reviews of metal albums for the site, mm. uh, I would love to have uh, a couple people contributing on a regular basis. Yeah. So there's a couple different views and opinions coming in regularly. Uh, you can find more of that at uh, sorroweternal.com slash join, mm-hmm. I believe is the web address. Uh, there's a little form there you can fill out, and obviously you get access to a shit fuck ton of promos and early releases yeah. and all that good stuff. And that's exciting. So let us know. Send a request. Yeah. Yeah, let us know if you want to write. It's not hard. No. Eh, put a couple of words together you get a sentence couple sentences together you get a paragraph a couple paragraphs you got a review but you need that punctuation gotta have the punctuation yes punctuation is a requirement here yep there are other sites that don't require it we would require and we check for oxford commas (laughs) i am a supporter of the oxford yeah uh so yeah so i think that that kind of summarizes where we are at this point it gives you a quick lowdown of what's been going on the last couple of months while we've been a mia well we've been i mean we haven't been mia the site's getting updated vocally mia vocally mia like you haven't heard us talk and right i don't know if that matters to you guys or anyone else (laughs) maybe they didn't miss us at all Daryl. maybe they didn't miss us at all but uh you know we're gonna do our best to keep things going the way they're going and continue to improve things as we go right uh, anything else that you would like to add about the last couple months? Nope. No? <laughs> nope. I think uh, we're good. I think we covered the basics, the highlights, if you will. If you will. And I will. Uh, yeah, no, I think that, that pretty much, uh, summarizes everything. So once again, I just want to thank, uh, Paolo from Morito Ergo Sum. I want to thank Rain from Midnight Eternal. Uh, Jelena from persona she also did an interview with us and that was awesome yeah um and sean from audio occult sean from audio occult for hosting a a very easy going and enjoyable record store day and and i think right now we should make a pact to ourselves and to the listeners to try to do this again within you know less than six months oh yeah okay <laughs> we can make that pact yeah okay we, ju- we just need to you know better manage our time right um so yeah, I guess that'll be that'll be the beginning and end. Uh, thank you once again to the Masker Cave for the wonderful intro outro music. As always, uh, Fighting Giants. Yeah. I believe is the name of the song. Uh, you can hear that when we say goodbye. The music that comes in mm-hmm. is a chunk of that song. Uh-huh. And before we started talking, the music that was there before us that is also a part of that song. No way. I know. Fancy editing skills. My brain, it hurts. Oh, the hurting, the pain and the hurting. Oh, boy. Uh, So thank you guys once again for listening. Keep listening. Please. Please. And uh, let us know if there's anything we can do to make Sorrow Eternal better for you. Except if you're going to say, like, cover hardcore music or metalcore. Don't bother. Don't bother because I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no. Sorry. Even I have standards. And on that note. And on that note, we will talk to you guys again soon. And thank you once again. Bye. Bye.